Hey, everybody. Welcome to the DBIP Group Live Innovators Q&A with Amir and Victoria, your daily Q&A show bringing you guys answers to common intellectual property questions. We re recently just did a whole series of shows covering how to do trademark applications from start to finish for individuals, corporations, for logos and word marks on actual use applications and intent to use applications. So a lot delivering just a lot of high quality, high value content. We literally went start to finish on how you actually can do this. Um, and we have prior episodes explaining how you can do, do your own trademark searches and get a sense of what trademarks are out there already and owned by other people and possibly give you a heads up on what you should consider you trademarking. So uh, this is a Q&A show. If you guys have any questions about intellectual property, you should send them to Victoria. You can reach her at victoria at adbip.com. That's victoria at adbip.com. We also have a text community. So text us. 415-943-5193, 415-943-5193. You get direct access to me. If you have any IP questions, just text them to me and we'll make sure we'll get your answers answered on this show. So Victoria, why don't we start off first by just wrapping up and explaining to us what we did yesterday and then help us get into today's exciting show. Sure, so yesterday we talked about protecting your design with a TS standard application. Awesome, and that was the very last in that series of episodes on clothing, right? Protecting clothing with trademarks? Yeah. Awesome, so what are we gonna do today? So today the question is, how do I find design patents on household items? Awesome, so we're gonna get into some design patents in these next couple episodes. Design patents are really, really powerful because they protect or the ornamental look and feel of what your invention is. So you're gonna find a lot of companies, a lot of that, that sell, for example, even household items, fashion brands, all kinds of companies have design patents because not only are their looks distinctive and being able to protect the ornamental features valuable, uh, it, they're also easier and more and quicker to get because there's, there's less prosecution generally involved. Design patents tend to be a lot easier to to actually obtain. Now, one will argue that the that the coverage and the, and the strength of it isn't going to be as powerful as a, as a utility patent, but still, design patents are extremely valuable. Uh, so, why don't we start off with just looking up first how you actually find design patents? So, I'm going to go ahead and add. I'm going to go to USPTO.gov, and then I'm going to go to Menu, and then I'm going to click on Patents, and I'm going to click Search Patents. Uh, actually, Patents Home, and then I'm going to go to Search Patents. And what I want to do is I want to search for issued patents. So I'm going to click the advanced search. So this video is going to show you guys how to do advanced searches to find uh, design patents. Now, the trick, the trick with design patents, if you want to find a design patent, all you have to do is use the code APT slash four. So APT slash four. Um, and that will give you all searches that are design patents. So then you just do and, and then you can do by applicant name. So Victoria, why don't you help us out? Why don't you give us a one, common household brand that a uh, company that sells a lot of household goods. Um, what about like Dawn, the dish soap brand? Awesome. Let's see what Dawn does and see if they have any. Whoa. However, these might also be other companies that have Dawn in them. So let's see, let's see who owns Dawn. 
Don Corporation. Uh, Don Corp. Uh, no, Don Foods. Don, who makes soap? Don Brand. See, it's Procter & Gamble. Yeah, so let's do Procter & Gamble. So we're going to do the same search, APT slash 4, A-A-N-M, which is the applicant name, and then we'll do Procter & Gamble. Let's see what we find. So when we do this, we're going to see there's a ton, 578 trademarks to the applicant name having Procter & Gamble in the name. So as you can see, let's look at a couple of these. So let's look at a calf for beauty care products, for example. As you can see, they uh, recently just got this September 1st. If you click full pages on the far left, it'll actually take you to the full page patent. Uh, by the way, you can download these if you want. All you do is right click and then you can save it as a PDF. So one thing for design patents, you have to show all the views for the in order, in order to obtain a design patent. So the top, bottom, left side, right side, plan view, isometrics, all the views that you possibly can show, I recommend you show. Um, generally, dashed lines aren't claimed as features of the design. So as you can see, this is a cap, right? So this portion down here, this portion down here is going to be the bottle, the bottle portion. And if you, if we actually, if we go up and look at, for example, figure 47, I'm guessing it's probably going to say that, that the dashed lines are not claimed as features of the mark. Ah, see, here we go. The broken lines are shown for the purpose of illustrating the article as well as the environmental subject matter, right? Of an exemplary bottle. So those dashed lines were the actual bottle, right? So that they're not claiming that. They're just claiming the actual cap that fits on the bottle. So one cool thing and one fun exercise is to try to identify the underlying product that is actually covered by this design patent. Let's see what else we can find for Procter & Gamble. Uh, again, you're going to see a lot of household items here. Uh, air freshener cartridges, for example. If you just click, Again, all you do is click on images. Uh, we can see this issued on August 25, 2020. Uh, see? And then you click full pages. Don't forget to click full pages. That way you can see all the figures. Again, here you see these broken lines, and we can see here broken lines uh, form no part of the claim, right? So design patent has one and only one claim, and it's generally always the ornamental design for, and then it's the actual device that or structure that they're claiming the design of. So generally, you're going to find the same formula for all design patents. So let's see if we find some other cool ones, more common common household items. How about a uh, bottle? Let's see if this bottle looks all familiar to us. Let's check it out. Oh, whoa. Huh. <laughs> to me, these just always look like mouthwash, Victoria. <laughs> Thing is, is that they have so many, so many brands and so many products out there. Uh, going back, let's see what else we can find. So, uh, absorbent article. What's that? Let's see. A towel. <laughs> ah, here we go. Female products. Interesting. They just have dashed broken lines around the edges. Oh, interesting. So this is actually, this is interesting because it's actually only protecting the interior padding, not the outside. So not this outside pad. Um, some I know some ladies like like wings, some don't like wings, and so I could see why they'd want to use the same interior um, absorbent padding, but not limit themselves on the what's on the outside. So that's why they have these broken lines here. 
because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of variations of this, but what they are claiming is unique is really just this central absorbent area. A warmer. Let's see what a warmer is. Huh. Interesting. Air freshener Febreze. Okay. Any ideas why they call it the warmer? Oh, is it is does it warm the is it the idea that it warms the uh um the liquid or the that's that's going to be expelled? That's what huh. it looks like. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What else do we have? By Procter and Gamble. Ah, shaving razor button. <laughs> Again, there's just countless Ah, here we go. So this is also interesting, right? Because again, this is not on the actual razor. It's only on the button, right? Because they have these broken lines. This just shows one environment where you might find the button actually deployed, right? So just this button. And if you if you look closely, um, they're not even claiming the center the center drop on the center of the button, right? So ah, here's a really good image of it, right? They're just claiming this outer this button here. Again, the interior, what indicators they have on the button themselves, they're not claiming as a feature. So let's see what, what other cool stuff we can find from Procter & Gamble. Um, packaging, I'm guessing we're gonna find a lot of packaging. Um, they have over 500 design marks. Um, I have no idea what this is on. <laughs> uh, Ah, you know, sometimes they actually give you um, so Mr. Clean. Interesting. Sometimes they give you uh, they give you hints as to where you can find these. Again, again, the uh, the the broken lines are not part of the claim design. So in this case, it would just be this portion here. Let's see what else we can find by Procter and Gamble. Let's see, let's see. How about, uh, oh, a dosing cup. Okay, for medicine, cough syrup. Fascinating. So this is the design mark, sorry, the um, the uh, design patent on dosing cup. Okay. Ah, see, here's interior doses. And again, again, Victoria, check it out. The uh, the actual dose figures, they're, they're in broken lines, right? So they're not actually claiming that. It's literally just the lip, the lip. So this design lip right here. That's what they're actually claiming. the The length of it, how how high the how tall it is, and the indicator marks are not part of their claim design. Um, these are these are all broken lines, and I'm sure that'll say that here. Yeah, see the broken lines. Yeah. Right. From no part of the claim design. So if we go back, uh, one thing I, I also should say is that the term life of these are 15 years. So they're actually they don't last as long as utility patents, um, but but still, I mean, they're they're a lot easier to get through than utility patents. They tend to be less work. Um, oh, detergent po pod. Let's see what we find here. So if we click on detergent pod. We can check out some cool. Let's see, see if we can recognize the this one. Ah, okay. This one I recognize. You recognize this one, Victoria? It's for a uh, it's for a dishwasher. So. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. Well, We've got a question. Awesome. Ah, that's actually a very, very good question. Um, 
Unfortunately, generally, no, there isn't. Um, what you can do though, is you can try to search for some of these words. So for example, you can take detergent pod. So let's do that. Let's see if we can find detergent pod. Um, so what we would do is you would take out, check it out. So let's, let's do this. Um, so we'll look in the spec for detergent and pod. So now we're not looking for just utility patents. Um, let's see if we can find anything. And again, we're going to look for the same acidy name. We got <laughs> saying Tide Pods. Ha. Andrew P. <laughs> uh, see, it's still searching. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean the short answer. The short answer is no. There isn't. There isn't an easy way to. to, to they're, they're not necessarily linked. Um, you have to do this sort of sleuthing work to try to identify whether or not there's a corresponding utility patent on it. Remember, utility patents cover the structure and function. They have claims that cover the structure and function of of things, right? Whereas design patents only cover the ornamental uh, look of a product. So what you have to do is you have to do these clever, clever types of searches in order to try to identify if there's a corresponding utility patent that also covers the design. Um, again, the AANM, this is just a fancy way of doing a search for app, search by applicant name. Um, we could go in here, let's see, uh, method of treating fabric. Yeah, there's our pod. Yeah. Um, my guess would be though that if we went into, if we went into some of these, we could actually probably find what would what I would consider to be the let's see let's see let's see what the patent looks like itself. Ah, uh, this is almost like a chemistry patent. It's getting very technical. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome question, though, uh, about about finding corresponding utility patents. Uh, molds for detergent pods. Yeah. Ah, coloring agents. Actually, this is actually pretty cool. So this is for laundry pods, it looks like, or at least for laundry soap. Again, this is probably going to be a super chemical-related one. Um, awesome question though. Thanks for that question. That was awesome. Um, yeah, you'd think there'd be a better way and they'd be more closely linked. Um, let's go back to check out some other cool, um, let's see, I think we kind of, we had enough Procter & Gamble. What was another brand that we had that was, that was cool that we were looking at? Was it um, Phillips, we were right? looking at Phillips, yeah. Phillips, let's see what we find by Phillips. Ah, here we go, coffee maker. Check out their coffee maker design patent. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna find a lot of really, really cool products that you have, household stuff. Um, if you, there's a lot of common household brands, and so if you search design patents by them, um, you're gonna find a lot of stuff. You might even have some of this stuff. Um, for example, let's see, body trimmer. Yeah. Um, one thing also that I, I, I didn't mention, you can actually find 
a lot of times in other publications, they actually will actually show you where the actual product is. Um, so that's that's something to think about. So just as an example for this particular one, if you scroll down to publications, um, and we actually go to we could actually go to this URL. Um, let's see if it works. Um, I probably should only need oh, and you find it on Amazon too, which is interesting. Oh, couldn't find that page. Let's see. But but we have the we actually have the the product actually. So technically, if I just go to Amazon, I should be able to find it. Ah, here we go. So this looks like it right here. Here we go. 3,500. Yeah, there we go. Let's uh, see if we can uh, open it in a new tab. Oh, I can't, can't open it here. Uh, anyways, um, Let's see what other Phillips, cool Phillips patents we have. So we have a uh, display screen with a graphical user interface. Wow. Let's see. I have no idea what I'm even looking at. <laughs> uh, here we go. Energy and visualization for the IEA. So huh. complicated. I have that one. Oh, what? What is it? It shows time and power. <laughs> ah, pretty cool. Oh, I see. These are these dials, indicators. Oh, very cool. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm loving the participation. See, they have a lot of shavers. Oh, oh I saw a juicer down there. Let's go check that out. Ah, uh, this is see, this is like a super popular one. Someone asked another question. They said, "Is there an easier way to look up design patents?" Because it seems uh, like people. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I'm I'm gonna post this here. Let's see, how do I? I'll create a banner. E.g., patent assignment search. They added. Yeah. Um, I. So this is generally what I do, and then you just go to you just go to the search. Um, search site up too. And then you want to do the advanced search. Let me see. Yeah. This is. This is the site here. Um. Unfortunately, not really. Um, you know, you can you can go to Google Patents, you can search design patents, but the cleanest way to actually make sure that you're actually getting all the results for a particular company, uh, you you, you got to go to USPTO.gov and you got to do the search this way. Um, I I agree though, it is a little cumbersome and it's not a very uh, pleasant. You got I mean you got to do three or four clicks just to even get to the actual product. Um, I definitely I definitely think it's it's a pain. Um, what are some other uh, household brands? We come up with any more? I forgot. Um, I can't think of any. 
juicer. Oh, here's a juicer. Well, they added more comments, but oh, they nice. just a Dove for our household brand. Oh, nice. Yeah, we so we, we did a search for Dove, um, and we realized that that's actually, I believe that's owned by Procter & Gamble, right? Is that what the conclusion we came to? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah. They also suggest KitchenAid or GE. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do GE. Let's do GE. That's a great idea. Uh, so here's a juicer. <laughs> let's, let's do uh, GE. That's brilliant. Let's do uh, general and electric. It's going to be a million, 358. <laughs> Light fixture. Have you heard of the Juicero? Juicero. What's the Juicero? I have not. Juicero. Juicero machine. Bella. Ah, is that what I was looking at? Interesting. Hmm. It's Juicero. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, so who makes it? I wonder. Uh, let's see, juicer. A seven hundred dollar Wi-Fi enabled juicer. What? That's crazy. Who makes it? No one anymore. Oh, okay. So this is a light fixture. Okay. Oh, this is boring. <laughs> let's see what other G ones we can find. Sensors. Yeah, I expect there to be a lot of electronics related ones. Let's see. Next list. Huh. Lower assembly. Monitors. What was the second brand that person said? It was GE. Oh, KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Let's see. Oh, is KitchenAid, uh, is that the name of the company? Or is that a brand? Oh, it is. Let's see. I think it is. Uh, hmm. Roomba. Uh, Roomba? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Check out Roomba. Yeah, it seems like it, that is the company. Huh. But just out of curiosity, I know we're doing this episode on... Uh, on uh, utility patents, but I'm just curious, or on design patents, but I'm curious if they, oh, that's weird. That's surprising to me. Maybe they have it under a different holding company. So AN has a way to search by ASINI. Okay. So this is a utility patent, but this is really old. Wow. This is a utility patent from 1986. Food processing tool. Huh. Um, what was the other brand that the person said? It was uh, Roomba. Yeah, Roomba. The Roomba has a lot of utility patents. Um, 
Roomba is the name of the company, right? I think so. Or oh, it's iRobot, isn't it? No, is it? Yeah. Added, let me throw up their comment. They said, I feel like a lot of these companies are trying to get design patents on products that are becoming more and more useful, like the Wi-Fi refrigerators. How do you see the patent landscape changing with the smart house? Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I think that we're going to get a ton more design patents on IoT devices. I mean, I think IoT is is going to be huge. Um, but I think what we're going to see is is that the the it's it's going to be a lot of the packaging, a lot of the outer features that are going to be printed by the design, and then the utility patents are going to be applied for the interior, for the inside, for for how they operate, for the electronics, for also how the internal electronics operate with other household devices, or with your mobile phone, your computers, um, and those are going to be covered by utility patents. But 100%. I mean, I think IoT that's like the term of art that people are using internet of things um and internet of things utility and design patents are 100 percent blowing up um i mean everything is is being smartified or uh connected to the network somehow dishwashers refrigerators i mean all, all kinds of i mean tvs have been for a while already connected to wi-fi um so yeah i i I think that's absolutely true in, in that they're definitely going to be affecting the, the IP landscape and patent landscape. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's this, this the age old formula. So the look of something, we'll just protect it with the design. And then we'll also file a utility patent to, to cover the what it does, how it works, um, and the internal structure of it. So I think that's what we're going to definitely be seeing. Um, this particular, uh, hopefully that was a solid answer to your question. Um, this particular uh, iRobot, uh, when I did a search here, we see uh, here's here's your Roomba. Oh, whoops! I clicked view. Man, I'm with this commentator about how hard it is to, <laughs> to find these. <laughs> so, I believe this one, this design pattern, is actually just protecting the the dispenser, the disposal dispenser. So this section right here. Um, let's see. And then if we go to uh, more of these, I'm sure they're going to have more of the actual robot structures. Oh, this is also just a dispenser. Let's see, robot. Ah, see, and now this is protecting the top parts of it. So you see how they did that? It's like, it's like each, each application protects a different ornamental feature of the of a different part of the overall robot. So this is actually pretty interesting. You know, we can actually do a whole episode on on just this the strategy, this design patenting strategy, where they take a product and then they just because this is what they're doing, right? So now this is protecting this particular feature. And then if we go back and look at let's say this one, let's see what this is protecting. Ah, interesting. This is this is fascinating. So this is like the the front, the top part of it. Are they trying to say that figure eight and figure nine? Oh, this is saying this is a cross section. Figure nine looks like. 
yeah, this is a cross section shown in figure nine. Kind of unusual. You don't usually see cross sections in design patents like that. We have another question. Awesome. Would I be able to piecemeal the functional elements of a utility patent into separate patents similarly to the robot example with their design patents? Oh, you're asking awesome questions. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, people do this, companies do this all the time. Um, and actually, this is also a really, really interesting question because not only are you, would you be encouraged to do that, but if you try to put all your functional pieces into one patent application, the patent office is more than likely going to require you to separate out those different functional features into different patents, um, especially if they're unrelated. So for example, if you have the iRobot example, if you had a, a utility patent that covered um, how to, for example, how to make it, how to actually put it together, how to assemble it, and then you also wanted to put in that same patent how, how it, it operates, um, how it interfaces with the user, um, and how the electronics operate, for example, those actually, you could you could theoretically put them in one application, but once you try to claim them, um, more, th more than likely, the examiner is gonna require you to what's called restrict, restrict the claims into different patent applications. Um, this is called restriction practice. And the reason why is probably, as you can tell, um, these functional elements require a lot of searching. And so the, to avoid the examiner having to do all these this huge search on all these different functional elements, they restrict your claims into different applications. That way they can tackle each functional element in a separate application and do a thorough search um, for, for each of the applications. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, that's an awesome question because uh, the short answer is yes. And it's a good idea to do so also because if you have resources, you can actually develop a larger patent portfolio by filing more patent applications. So it's a really good idea if, if you can. I would definitely encourage you guys to, to file um, multiple patents on different uh, functional aspects of your, of your invention if you can. It's a really, really good, really, really good question. Um, iRobot really seemed to get this down though in terms of trying to separate out the, the, the uh, design elements into different applications. It seems like they even did some of their more functional aspects also is, oh, interesting. Oh, this is the beacon. So this is the antenna, basically. Yeah, they literally have design pads, it seems like, on every every piece of their robot, which is pretty pretty interesting. I'm kind of surprised that for this for this diagram, Victoria, they didn't, for this patent, they didn't show the uh, how it sits in the overall robot. You kind of thought they would. But I guess this is the beacon. So is this maybe, this is like where it goes to, the home home base uh, and again like a lot of debris containers interesting i feel like victoria we could do a whole episode literally on just irobot and how they protected their their robot with design patents filter okay so this is the inside interior filter they said Shark IQ robot. Is that another company? Let's check it out. I guess so. Shark IQ. Hmm. Let's see who makes it. Oh, is it just called Sh Shark? Maybe, or that's the. Let's see. 
Let's see oh, it looks like it's just a new product. Huh. And sure. added, it looks like there are competitors that are attempting to design around the design patent. And the company is Shark Ninja. Ah, Shark Ninja. Shark Ninja. Let's check it out. See what they have. Now, remember, uh, one thing I'll say, though, is that um, they might have already filed a design patent, um, but it's too soon in the process. And, and so, More specifically, Shark Ninja Operating oh, LLC. Vacuum Cleaner, Shark Ninja Operating LLC. Here you go. Uh, so this is their, this is not their Shark IQ, but this is their handheld version. Let's look at, there was more, let's see. And we're getting some awesome questions today, Victoria. Ah, here we go. Robot vacuum. Is this the Shark IQ? Let's see. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so is that, let's see how that compares to the actual. They said you found it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I found it. I was worried I wouldn't be able to find it because again, like it takes, it takes sometimes a year to a year and a half to two years for the design patents to issue sometimes even longer. So like, for example, this one, they filed it, this perfect example. They they filed August 1st, 2018, right? Didn't issue until July 14, 2020. And that's actually pretty quick. Um, it's a little, little less than two years, right? Yeah. A little, little less, no, sorry. A little more than a little less than two years, a little less than two years. So it's actually pretty good. Uh, and it's actually one of the reasons why companies like design patents as well, because they tend to go a little quicker. Um, there's not as much involved in terms of prosecution and getting it allowed at the patent office. So, oh, they make blenders too, huh? Are you are you familiar with this brand? I, I've heard of the iShark uh, robot, but I didn't realize they had all these other um, products out there. I've never heard of this brand. Hmm. Is a blender? Yeah. Oh, wand vacuum. Hmm. Huh. Very cool. Oh, uh, they That's said awesome. wait, exclamation point. Wait? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want to check this one out? So this looks like the the attachment, right? The the end of the vacuum that you can, yeah, and it looks like it's looks like it's adjustable. It kind of looks like a handheld. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, like so they asked. So there could be. I'll throw this up. A filed design slash utility patent that is hidden from the public, and I won't know if it was filed before I filed mine until it goes public. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's true for both. Uh, that's true for both utility and design patents. 
However, I will say utility patents have to publish 18 months after filing. So just let's think about that. So let's say, let's say I have a really, really cool idea for a new um, way of making, making a coffee mug, let's just say. Um, but Victoria has the same idea. Um, but Victoria is like, you know what? I'm not going to wait. I'm going to file right away. But I'm like, no, I'm going to wait a little bit. So I wait like two or three months and Victoria gets it in before me. She'll have filed before me. So, and I, and I wouldn't know, and I wouldn't know that Victoria filed because it, it, she, it won't be until a month and a, a year and a half that it actually becomes public. And even then I'm going to actually have to find it. Right. And I have to, so I have to do that searching. So, so yes, yes, that is true. They, they, they are hidden from the public. So someone might have a pending application that nobody knows about. And then if you file what's called a non-publication request, which you can do to, pre to prevent your, your patent application from ever publishing, then um, the public won't actually know at all until it issues as a patent. So it's kind of crazy. So it can like almost spring up on you. Good question. That's an awesome question. Thank you. This uh, design uh, design patent uh, episode's gotten gotten some good uh, good attention. Steam mop. Say. Nice. Okay, here we go. I wonder if this this bottom. I bet you they did the same thing. So I bet you they also have like the handle protected in a separate design patent, sort of like iRobot, what iRobot did with Roomba. The commenter said they're going to work, but they thank us for the comments and helpful information. Thank you. Hey, join our uh, text community. Text us if you have more questions. We'll get them answered on the show. 415-943-5193. 5193. I'll, I'll hit you back. Thank you so much. All right. Um, well, this has been an awesome show. Um, I think we, we covered a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, we can, what I wanted to also do is we should do some future episodes on like fashion houses and just to see like what people wear that's actually protected with design patents and even trademarks. So that could be a, an also awesome, awesome topic. Uh, maybe we can try to do a similar type of thing uh, tomorrow on trademarks for, uh, for uh, three-dimensional configuration marks on some household brands. So very cool. Um, thank you so much, Victoria. This was episode 47, going strong. Coming at you guys every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Um, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And thank you so much for the great show. Thank you.